ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Monday, January 11th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite holds your great taste. It's only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We got the national championship coming up tonight. We'll have that for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 7 o'clock is when our coverage begins, so looking forward to it between Alabama and Ohio State. We'll get into that a little bit later on the program. Also, we'll get your phone calls in, but I want to start off with the interview today that Metro News' Hoppy Kirchwell had with former Marshall football coach Doc Holliday. Uh, we are going to play that interview back for you later on in the program. If you missed it earlier, it's a program, if you're not familiar with it, that airs between 10 and noon weekdays right here on the station. And Hoppy talked to Doc Holliday. I think this is Doc's first interview uh, since he was let go, uh, the first that I'm aware of anyway. And there are some pearls I want to pull from this, and we're going to hear it again. We're going to hear uh, Doc's tone and everything he had to say. And I want to play it for you so you hear it in context if you missed it. But the pearls I pulled out, first of all, when Doc was talking to Hoppy about how he was informed, uh, he was asked the question, and Doc quite honestly said, Dr. Gilbert, this is the direct quote, Dr. Gilbert has not spoken to me. I was told by Mike, and he means Mike Hamrick, that Dr. Gilbert had made that decision, and I have no clue who he talked to. If you're the president of the university, you can do what you want to do, and I respect that. It's really cut and dry. Dr. Gilbert made the decision that he wasn't going to renew the contract. And, of course, again, that was in reference to how Doc was informed Also, there was some speculation going on that maybe some outside influences, which Dr. Gilbert's office and release basically said, no, uh, I am the only one who basically had say here. I conferred with the athletic director, but I, I made the choice. No outside influences. And of course, those outside influences, if you're not familiar with the story, it's implied that Governor Jim Justice is that outside influence. So, That question was addressed. Also, there was uh, a question about the column that Herald-Dispatch columnist Chuck Landon wrote about Doc being given an ultimatum. He He had to win the conference championship or he just wouldn't have a job anymore. He wouldn't be renewed. That was the ultimatum. And Holiday said no. He refuted that. The quote is, I will take about two seconds to fact check that. And their answer is, I'm sorry, it will take, let me let me restart that. It will take about two seconds to fact check that. And the answer is no. That's what Holiday said. He added, I can't imagine any athletics director or president telling any coach during a pandemic when with everything we had to deal with that you had to win a championship or you're gone. That's just unheard of to me. That's just not the case. Whoever came up with that, that's just not true. So that's Coach Holiday or Doc Holiday now. I guess once you're a coach, you're always a coach. But that's Holiday refuting that report. And so I'm sure that Chuck Landon, again, columnist for the Herald Dispatch, will have a possible follow up. You know, tomorrow is Second Guest Tuesday. So maybe there's a follow up there. Maybe there's a column 
a follow-up column. It'll be interesting to see. If I don't know about you, but this will be interesting uh, content for a while here. Now, Doc did say, quote, I walk out of there with zero regrets. Would I like to have won a lot more championships? Sure. We had the opportunity to play in three championship games. I hope the next guy who goes in there, whoever that is, and wins a championship every year. I think at this point, that's a little unrealistic, and hopefully the expectations aren't for the next coach to win a championship every year. I don't know. You have to answer that one, because I'm sure that answer ranges from, yes, the expectations are Marshall has to win a championship every year because every other team in this conference isn't as good as Marshall and should never, ever be as good as Marshall. Marshall's the best in Conference USA, too. You know, there's some competitive teams in Conference USA. Marshall, hopefully, is competing for championships, winning one every few years. You know, it could be that. It could be somewhere in the middle. It could be somewhere a little higher towards, yes, Marshall must be in a championship game every year. I can't answer that. I can tell you what I think, but honestly, there are so many opinions out there. I could pick one and be right. I can also pick one and be wrong. But I feel that's the expectation, that you have to compete for championships every single year or win championships every single year. And to be honest, that's the expectation a lot of fan bases have. You play for championships. Bob Pruitt threw that out there, and it took like wildfire. He said years ago, we play for championships. And, of course, Herd fans grasped onto that. And no, no time since has anything less than championships been accepted. Now, you play to win the game, right? That the famous quote? We play to win the game. Of course you play to win the game. But do you expect your coach to win you a championship every year? That's going to be an interesting debate there. You know, I don't think Doc was throwing shade on anyone. He was just basically saying, look, I hope that you know whoever goes in there, they win every year. I mean, he, he wishes no ill will towards Marshall. You know, he's a guy who has embraced the program. He loves the opportunity that Marshall gave him. He spent 11 years with the program, and he had nothing ill to say about Marshall. I'm going to give you an opportunity to hear all of that coming up. Uh, we'll hear the interview courtesy of West Virginia Metro News, uh, Hoppy Kirchville talk line. Uh, he's known Doc for a long time, so Doc was probably able to open up to him a little bit more. And you know, I give Hoppy credit. He did go after a few things, and, and Doc, for the most part, willing to answer everything. I mean, I'm sure Doc didn't know what Hoppy was going to go after when he agreed to the interview, but he trusts Hoppy enough, again, because uh, those guys have got a relationship from years. So they've talked to each other for a long time. And I'm sure Hoppy was trying to, hey, look, you know, just break it down to me. Here, here are the things that I've got questions for. And to be quite honest, you know, maybe some of those questions made Doc uncomfortable, but I thought he handled it quite well. Again, very very respectful to the university, and I expected no less. There was nothing that Doc Holliday said that I thought was out of line with the man that I have known as a coach for the past 11 years. So we're going to hear that. I want to let you hear it in its entirety so you hear the full context of it, not just me pulling quotes. So I think that's fair. Later on, we'll get your feedback on it. You can find me on social, at Paul Swan on Twitter. Also on Facebook, you can look for our group, 
Easy way to find that, you search The Drive with Paul Swan. We have a page, we have a group. The group is set up for you so you can discuss all the topics of the day. The page is set up for me so I can tell you about all the cool things we're doing. Either way, I'd appreciate a follow on all of those platforms if you would. When we continue, we'll hear that interview with Doc Holliday that Hoppy Kirchwell had earlier today on Metro News Talk Line. Later on, we will talk about what's happening. The National Championship Games coming up tonight. It's going to be on every single channel known to man. If you at least uh, have e, you have ESPN, you have the channel. You will find that you'll find everything you possibly want. Uh, also, um, a couple of departures from the Marshall roster. We'll talk about those all coming up on today's edition of the Drive on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. National Championship Games coming up tonight. We'll talk about that and all the crazy ways you can watch it. And, of course, you can do it the old-fashioned way. You can listen to it right here coming up 7 o'clock on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9:30, and a couple of Marshall players leaving the program. We'll talk about that and your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. But we've been talking about it. If you missed the last segment, don't worry. You haven't missed enough to get you lost because I'm going to recap what we got into. Doc Holliday was on Metro News Talk Line today. Uh, spoke about Dr. Gilbert not speaking to him. Uh, about the decision being made, and he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He has no idea. The The president hasn't spoken to him directly. He was informed through the athletic director, and he doesn't know the reason, other than his contract hasn't been renewed. And honestly, Doc is pretty, pretty genuine when he says, hey, look, I get it. You don't have to inform me. But just as a matter of fact, he hasn't told me directly what the reason was, other than my contract hasn't been renewed. Also, he refuted a claim that was put forth by Chuck Landon and the Herald-Dispatch in a column that he wrote that there was an ultimatum to win the conference championship or you would be out of a job, according to the column by Mr. Landon. Of course, these are all Doc Holliday's words. I'm going to let you hear the entire interview in its context. Nothing has been added to this. is everything in its entirety. So you hear it in its in its full entirety if you missed it earlier and then we'll discuss it after the next break. So uh, here is courtesy of Metro News. Uh, this is Hoppy Kirchival from Metro News Talk Line interviewing former head coach of the Marshall football team, Doc Holliday. Last week, Marshall University fired Doc Holliday after 11 seasons as the head football coach of the Herd. And Doc joins us on Metro News Talk Line. Doc, good morning. How you doing? Good morning. How are you doing great. How about you? I'm well. Thank you, sir. I have questions, but the state is listening. I'm, gi- I'm going to give you an open... Uh, an open forum to start. What is it you would like to say that you have not been able to say or want to say since last week? Yeah, you know, Hoppy, I just how fortunate I've been. I mean, my gosh, I mean, I've you know, had the opportunity to coach for 40-plus years at four great places, and all of them have been tremendous to me. And there's not many people, Hoppy, that can wake up every morning with a smile on their face and love doing what they do, and I've been given the opportunity to do that for 40 years. And I appreciate that. Enjoy every minute of it, uh, again, at all four, all four places. And, just uh, like I say, just happy and, and, and blessed, you know, to have the opportunity to do what I've done. Are you done coaching? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I've had some opportunities, to be honest. You know, I had a lot of calls from a, 
a lot of great coaches I've had the opportunity to work with. And, you know, I'm not ready to jump back in anything right now, to be honest, or make any decisions. I'm just kind of sitting back and taking my time and, uh, and see where it all goes. Do you think you'll take a year off? I don't know that. You know, I don't know. You know, it's hard when you, you know, for 40 plus years, you wake up every day and you got to find a way to win, you know, and, and you got to, you know, compete. And, you know, every day you're trying to work to get better as a coach and get your team better. And then all of a sudden it suddenly ends. So, but that's life. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. That's what this profession is all about. And, you know, I, like I say, I've just been so blessed to have the opportunity to coach at uh, only four jobs, which is unusual, you yeah. know, for that period of time. And, you know, of course, West Virginia, NC State, Florida, and Marshall, they're all special places. Uh, they've all been great to me. And, uh, and like I say, I'm just thankful to have been able to live the life I've lived, and it's been great. Doc Holliday's with us. Who along the way, and that might take the rest of the show, but who along the <laughs> way did, did you – did you copy or who who did you, who set the example for you as to what kind well, of coach? You, you know, I think, you know, in the business, of course, you know, Don Nealon gave my first job, you know, back in like early eighties and, uh, you know, 81, 82, whatever that date was. And so he, you know, he gave me my first opportunity. And then of course that was just a tremendous you know, opportunity for me. And then, you know, you go on to NC state with Chuck Amato and, you know, the amazing thing was hoppy at that time. And, you know, with salaries and everything, the way things have gone, you know, we, we were the highest paid, staff in the country at that point making a million dollars a year which is amazing now and that was a great opportunity had philip rivers for four years and you know won a bunch of games there and then had the opportunity to go with urban meyer at florida and of course win a national championship and that's the ultimate goal of any coach is to do that and then to get back to west virginia for a couple of years and then you know mike hamrick and dr cop what a great opportunity they gave me at marshall gave me my first head coaching job and i'll never forget that you know i'll never forget what uh, get that opportunity marshall's a special place and i'll always be rooting for them they got a special place in my heart doc holiday's with us who was let go last week as the marshall head coach dr gilbert said there's a lot of speculation that there were high, there were the governor might have had his fingerprints on this uh, jerome gilbert the president came out immediately and said that was it was his call can you relate what, and I've asked Dr. Gilbert to come on, but he says he said all he's going to say. What did Dr. Gilbert tell you when he fired you? Yeah, Dr. Gilbert has not spoken to me. So that being said, you know, he, he's the only person that, you know, I was told uh, by Mike that Dr. Gilbert made that decision, and I had no clue who he talked to, so he's the only one that can answer that, Hoppy. So wait a minute. Mike Hamrick told you, the athletic director told you that Dr. Gilbert said you would not be. I mean, give, give me a little bit more on that. How did that come down? Well, that's just, I mean, that's, that's the business. I mean, if you're the president of the university, you can do what you want to do. And I respect that. And, you know, Mike Hamrick, uh, Hobby, you know how I feel about Mike. And uh, Mike Hamrick will go down when it's all said and done is possibly probably the best, not probably is the most uh, best athletic director Marshall University's ever had with what he's been able to accomplish. And, you know, Mike and I go way back to, you know, 1975 and, you know, we've been, you know, we've been friends for a long time, but that he's, he's just done such a tremendous job there. And, you know, he, he, he just, it, it's, it's really cut and dry. I mean, you know, President Gilbert made the decision that uh, he wasn't going to renew the contract. I respect that. And like I say, he's the president. He can do whatever he wants to do, but he, he's the only guy that can, can uh, answer the question that I'm being asked because I have no idea. So you don't know, I mean, it was, uh, there was nothing else like you're just, I mean, I would think, if I were firing you, Doc, I'd say I'm not renewing your contract because I would tell you why. Well, that being said, he's the only guy that can answer that question, and uh, I have not heard that as well. So you don't know why you don't know why you were fired? No, I don't know, Hobby. I don't. Would you like to know? Well, I don't know. I mean, that make a whole lot of difference now, you know. To be honest, and like I said, I mean, Marshall University has been great to me. You know, Doctor Cop was great. Mike Hamrick's great. I've had 11 great years. You know, like I say, I've it's been I uh, can't say enough of 
how how much I feel, and I, I want to win every game they play. You know, I'll be their biggest fan, and from here on out. And, and uh, you know, that, that being said, it's it's time to move on. You know, it's time for me to move on. And and uh, like I say, why he did that, he's the only person that can answer that. Doc Holliday's with us. Uh, Chuck Landon, who's covered Marshall for years, wrote in a column. He said, or a story, whatever it was. He said, the fact of the matter, according to knowledgeable sources, is Gilbert and Athletic Director Mike Hamrick informed Holiday before the 2020 season that he had to win a championship in order to get an extension. I'll be take about two seconds to fact check that. The answer to that's no. And I, I can't imagine any, any AD or any president of any sport to tell a coach during a pandemic with everything we had to deal with that you had to win a championship or you were gone. I mean, that's, that's just unheard of to me. But that's not the case. I mean, him or whoever came out with that, that's just not true. So, you, but you didn't have, I mean, normally, you know this, coaches' contracts get rolled over. The fact that your contract had not been extended, did you have a vibe that you were on a short leash because your contract had not been rolled over or extended? No, I don't. I, I didn't. You know, I really didn't worry about it, to be honest. You know, I, did, I really didn't worry about it. And that's just, that's part of the business. And uh, like I say, it, that's, that's, it, he's, you know, President Gilbert's got the opportunity to do whatever he wants to do with any employee, and that's that's his say. And like I say, I've got no hard feelings at all towards Marshall and at all. I'm just, uh, like I say, just appreciative of the opportunity I had and had 11 great years there. And, you know, I'm just proud of the way we did things. I felt like we did things the right way. You know, we ran a clean program. Uh, and uh, just, uh, like I said, I, I've, just the players and the coaches and, Everybody I've had the opportunity to be around there. Just, just so blessed to be able to do that. I want to ask you a couple other things, but I want to just try to tie up a couple, couple loose ends here because uh, sure. I've known you for a long time. I've, you've always been very good about coming on this show. And then as I started asking around about this, I heard two and, and your success. You had tremendous success there. I heard two things uh, of those from those who were interested in in having another coach. One was, well, you know, Holiday was there for eleven years, had great teams, but only won one conference championship. That was the first thing I heard. The second thing I heard was, uh, you know, Doc, he comes to work and he keeps his head down, but he doesn't do that PR thing as well. As, as some other coaches have done. Can you address both of those criticisms? Well, you know, I worked as hard as I could, Hoppy, at, at, uh, at the job and uh, put everything I had into it. And, uh, you know, like I say, did the best I could possibly do as the head football coach there. And, and I, I walk out of there with zero regrets. You know, could, would you like to win a lot more championships? Sure. You know, we had the opportunity to play in three championship games. And, and uh, you know, I think the future will tell, you know, whether we did a good job or not. I mean, I hope, I hope the next guy goes in there whoever that is, and wins a championship every year. But I think at this point, that's a little unrealistic uh, for that to happen, and uh, hopefully the expectations aren't for the next coach that he's got to win a championship every year. That's a failure because that's just not realistic. Do you think that that it's easy for fans to uh, – that that it's hard for fans to understand how difficult it is (laughs) to – I don't think think there's any question. I mean, and then – and you know what, though? Fans are the same everywhere. Yeah. To be honest, I mean – at West Virginia University, I mean, they expect you to win a championship there every year, you know. And, and if you go back over the years, it sure, you know, it didn't happen. And you sure like to, and you sure coach that way, and you sure recruit that way. And ultimately, that's your goal there. And NC State, the same thing. Of course, Florida, the expectation is you win a national championship, or or it's probably not good enough, you know. There, so that that's that doesn't change. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with any program having extremely high dreams and expectations because. 
that means his football is important there. So that there's nothing wrong with that, and there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, I think Don Nealon, who's a long time you know friend that and he you know he he talks about all the time you know i mean expectations are extremely high and that's just the way it is that's the way it is and that's part of the business and uh you know i respect that have you heard from a lot of your fellow coaches uh, since last week oh i have i have you know this it's a tight profession you know i mean like i say there's a lot of probably when you when you coach as long as i have you know the people that you had the opportunity to work for and work with you know that they're your best friends. You know, and there's no question. I've heard from all of them, and 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 like I say, it's uh, it, it's a, it's a great profession. You know, it's a tough profession, but it is a great profession. It's very rewarding, and and you and you you, know, you uh, develop a lot of friends because of it. You know, I'm thinking about, and you say you have other opportunities already that are, and, and you're not sure you what you, you what you're going to do. But you're a West Virginian. You've only been four places. You've now with Marshall. You've been in West Virginia for a long time. Uh, are you and your wife? I mean, would you be prepared to pick up and move? Well, yeah, we don't know. You know, we're we're working through all that. You know, of the of the forty plus years I've coached, only eight of them were out of state. You know, and I could you know I love the people of West Virginia. I love what this state's all about, and you know, it'd be hard for me to pick up. And you know, we left for those eight years, and you know, we got back. So you know, we spent I spent uh, what thirty plus years coaching at two universities in the state of West Virginia, and it's uh, you know, like I say, it's been great. Uh, I've been very fortunate to have that opportunity, and we don't know yet. You know, we're just kind of looking at everything that we have going right now, and we'll try to figure it out. And whatever that is, I'm sure uh, you know we'll move forward with it, but we'll see. You're what? You're what? Sixty four? Sixty four? Is that right? No, I'm not near as old as you are. No, no, <laughs> no. no you're not. I'm sixty five. What are you? Sixty two? No, I'm sixty three. Sixty three. All right. But you know what? Coaches now that may be dog years, so it's probably about one hundred and forty right now. So yeah. What I mean, what what. What are you going to miss if you don't get back in? Or right now, I mean, you're not coaching today, and coaches are always coaching. What are you missing today? What are you missing well, you today? Miss, you know, you just you you, do, you miss the competitive part of it. You know, like I say, you wake up every day and you try to find a way to win. You know, whatever that may be, whether it be recruiting or, you know, and and, and probably what you miss more than anything else is just the players. You know, you just develop such a relationship with those players, and you, know, you get a chance to see a smile on their face every day, and and all that kind of things. So I think just the competitive part of it. You know, coaches are very competitive people, you know, and, and that's uh, just part of you know, our DNA. And just to wake up every day and having to go compete, that's, that's kind of what we thrive on. So now I'm competing in different ways. So we'll just got to figure Like I say, it's going to take some time here to figure it out, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. And, what, and just finally, again, just to recap, because West Virginia is listening, any message that you want to uh, want to send? Well, number one, I just, like I say, I've been fortunate. I mean, no, there's not anybody in this in this business that had the opportunity to that, you know, do what I've done for 40 years and, and love every minute of it. And the state of West Virginia, the fans have all been a part of that. And it's just been a great run for me. Uh, you know, I appreciate it. I love the state of West Virginia. love Marshall. love West Virginia University and all the places I've had the opportunity to coach. And I'm looking forward to the future. Doc Holliday, he was on Hobby Kershaw's talk line earlier this morning. You can listen to that program weekdays right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. From 10 a.m. to noon, we'll carry that program every day for you. And, of course, that's what um, you heard earlier today. If you missed it, of course, uh, I'm glad we could bring it to you in its entirety. Uh, again, the pearls I pulled from it, he was very complimentary of Marshall. Doesn't hold any malice, like at least not detect any there. Marshall is going to be a part of his life for the for the remainder. Um, he appreciates the opportunities he was given. Uh, doesn't think 
the, the it's realistic. He understands, but he doesn't think it's realistic that a program can win a championship every year. He understands what the fans want, though, and that's the expectation everywhere. It doesn't change. It doesn't. There are some programs that, oh, you know, we're just happy to have football. No, you play to win the game, and he understands that. And is it feasible that you can win a championship every year? Well, if you're not Alabama, just about no. Unless you're Alabama, it's pretty much not going to be a given every year that you win a championship. And even Alabama doesn't win every single year. So that was a pearl I took away from it. Of course, also the fact that um, his contract was not renewed, that Dr. Gilbert did not speak to him directly. Instead, he went through Doc's immediate supervisor, which would be the athletic director, Mike Hamrick. So he informed Mr. Hamrick. Mr. Hamrick informed Doc that his contract had not been renewed. Uh, There was no reason given. Dr. Gilbert, as of yet, has expressed any desire to go into any depth as to why that contract was not renewed, what his reasonings are. Will we ever know? I don't know. But he's issued a release has nothing more to say on the matter as of right now, but I thought it was a valid point by Hoppy. Like, you know, if you're going to get terminated, you would at least like to have a reason why. Hey, why was I terminated? When I was let go years ago from another radio station in the market, I was told, look, it's not your performance. It's nothing you did. The fact that we're cutting, we're cutting money. We're basically cutting costs here. We're eliminating your position because we don't want to pay you. We don't want to pay the position. We are trimming our budget. And sorry, you are trimmed. That's the gist of it. I'm not going to go into the details. But that was, at least I had an understanding. Why are why are you being let go? I, mean, I think that's a fair, I mean, and you don't have to give that reason, but I think that's a fair question. Why am I being let go? Well, here's the reason. Okay, you were up front with it. I respect that. Thank you. Unfortunately, Uh, Doc doesn't know why he was let go. Hopefully that will come out, or at least there will be some clarification here in the future from the president's office as to why the decision was made not to renew the contract. Or, look, maybe the president wanted to save some money. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is a a cost-cutting measure. Like, look, we're going to bring someone in. It costs a little less. Or... I don't know. There are several reasons why. I mean, you could you can make an argument and say, look, here's here's your performance. Here's what we want. And we don't think that you can do that. So we are going to go in a different direction. At least give the man the courtesy of explaining to him what the ultimate decision was. And of course, the claims uh, that were reported in the Herald Dispatch and the column by Chuck Landon uh, about the ultimatum to win the championship or be out of a job. Doc Holliday refuted that. That is for follow-up, I'm sure, for Mr. Landon. So I'll be definitely interested to read any follow-up he might have as far as that column's concerned. Uh, Not guaranteeing that's going to happen tomorrow in a second-guess Tuesday, but that definitely might be a follow-up column there to answer what was said today by Doc Holliday. When we continue, we'll talk about the national championship game. Uh, in a different way. You've heard the X's and O's. We are not going to break it down for you. No, we're going to break down how you can enjoy this game. There are so many ways. And there's a couple of couple of roster spots open on the Marshall roster now. We'll tell you about who's leaving the program and why when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. 
Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You know, I I miss um, I miss the Mike Hamrick show. It was such a gold mine. Uh, colorful comments like that. Welcome back. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up tonight, we've got the national championship game between Alabama and Ohio State. 7 o'clock is going to be our airtime right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 8.15, I believe, kick is going to be, and it's going to be broadcast on ESPN now. This is a completely, completely different game than your normal college football game because with the college football playoff national championship, you're going to see wall-to-wall-to-wall-to-wall coverage because on ESPN, you can get the game and you can listen to it on the radio, which honestly, I think those are the best ways to watch it. Either watch it, listen to it on the radio, combination of both. I mean, that's... um. That's perfectly fine. Now, the Megacast, you're going to have a Skycast on ESPNU. You're going to have Film Room on ESPN News. You're going to have Alabama Hometown Radio on the SEC Network. And you're going to have Ohio State Hometown Radio on ESPN3. Man, what a quality drop-off there. No, no, no offense. No, nothing against ESPN3, but... SEC Network, Alabama Hometown Radio. Uh, I don't even think they're doing anything on the Big Ten Network, but Ohio State's Hometown Radio is going to be on ESPN3. Uh, the Command Center is going to be on ESPN3. Uh, the Data Center, ESPN3. The RefCast. You want to watch the refs? Well, ESPN3. Uh, you want to watch all 22? ESPN3. Uh, College Football Playoff Live will be on ESPN2. Uh, I'm probably interested in, I mean, Film Room might be, of all the offerings here, if you're an Alabama fan, you'll probably tune into the SEC Network, get a get a flavor of uh, Eli Gold. If you're an Ohio State fan, you'll probably tune into ESPN3 to get that Ohio State hometown flavor. Uh, does the Command Center, and I'm sure there are people watching these things or they wouldn't keep doing it. Does the Command Center interest you? I mean, for people who are in the industry, that might be fascinating. If you're fascinated with how they put these things together, the command center might be for you. It might be for me. The data center, if you just like streaming numbers, uh, the refcast. Okay, I, I don't know if I'm on board with the refcast. Do we need a refcast? And then all 22 could be interesting, but uh, the skycast will be an interesting look with the camera. Uh, I'm thinking the film room probably is going to be the best alternative of the of the just the straight feed here, the straight broadcast. And none of these are going to come anywhere close to what the NFL did with Nickelodeon yesterday. None of this will come anywhere close to that. You can try as you you might. You can have the film room. You can have the command center, the sky cast. You can have all of that. Comes nowhere near what they did on Nickelodeon yesterday for the NFL. So the game was on CBS. Nobody missed out on anything. If you wanted just to watch the game as it normally would be presented, you had the normal broadcast on CBS. And I thought, okay, nobody can complain here. And for the most part, no one has. But if you wanted a completely different point of view, you flipped over to Nickelodeon. And it was, they put some effort and time into this. Absolutely put some effort and time. I mean, the graphics package was completely different. 
you had the the young actor who plays young Sheldon come and explain what certain things are. Explain rules. I would like to see young Sheldon try to explain what a catch is. That would have been fun. But it was geared towards, and I think they can do a better job, but they did a fantastic job for the first time. It was geared to as if this is the first time you've sat down as a kid and watched a football game. If you wanted X's and O's and you wanted breakdowns and you wanted that, here's why they did this explanation from Tony Romo, you didn't get that here. But if you're someone new to the game, you're a kid, you're new to the game, it was colorful, it was fun, it was goofy. I mean, this was, this was a joy to watch because, come on, we take these things way too serious. Uh, they had the gigantic eyeballs on players, uh, the, the information. We, we found out what favorite ice cream some of the players like. I mean, it was all goofy stuff, but it was fun. I mean, that's, if you're going to do an alternative broadcast, that's the way to go here. Um, because if you watch a football game, if you're a fan of football and you know football or you have an idea that you think you know football, you're watching the normal broadcast. If you're new to the sport, you've never watched the football game. I mean, maybe someone's parent and they're, yeah, so, yeah, your parent and your child here. Imagine that, a parent with a child sitting there watching this. And when an extra point happened or a field goal attempt happened, a SpongeBob's face started streaming up the goalpost. That, that was fun. When you scored a touchdown, the green slime became everywhere, the slime zone. The first down marker had green slime on it. Um, there was sort of highlight package that was in Minecraft-style graphics, and I thought, that's brilliant That because that'll get these kids' attention quick. And, of course, it was probably fun for the parents as well. I mean, it was, it was geared towards a young, casual, fun audience. Kids probably had never watched football, or maybe they have, and they're young, and this might— work. And I think they should do it again. Absolutely do it again. I mean, Nickelodeon hit it out of the park as far as I'm concerned. And I've had maybe but a couple of people anecdotally tell me, what are they doing? Well, first off, Grinch, they're having fun. Mr. Grumpy, they're having fun. It was, I thought, a great first effort to do a broadcast like this. Now, remember, if you're going to sit a kid down and try to explain to a young age what this sport's about, make it fun. Not every kid has an opportunity to play sports. Not every kid has an opportunity to necessarily be introduced to sports. Not every kid probably has a parent that understands sports. This was fantastic. I I hope the NFL does this. I hope that the NBA does something. I think the NBA could do something along these lines. I think MLB could probably do something. I remember baseball used to be fun for kids, right? I'm dating myself here, but come on. We had the baseball bunch. Come on. You know, if you remember the baseball bunch, you were watching it every week. You wanted to see what happened with Johnny Bench and those kids, right? And this week in baseball, I love that show. As a kid, I probably was a bigger fan of baseball as a kid, especially with the Reds being good. I was probably a bigger fan of baseball being a kid because it was fun, and I thought baseball did a better job. I mean, sure, I remember fondly the baseball bunch. That was a great show, a great introductory show. Uh, this week in baseball, it was. I mean, again, this was before we had the multitude of channels we have now, but I thought that that was, and looking back, maybe, again, nostalgia is a powerful thing, but looking back, I thought that was great. Just, you know, kind of, what happened in baseball this week? And it was fun, it was informative, and it wasn't too heady. But at the same time, you had the baseball bunch, and that was fun as well. And it was just a great introductory method to learn baseball. And I think the NBA started taking over. If you ask kids today, they're probably going to be bigger fans of the NBA than they are baseball right now. 
uh, probably, I don't know. If you ask kids today, if you have kids, ask them. You like the NBA better, baseball better, NFL? Hockey's me. I'm the hockey fan here. And that starts in a few days. But with that said, uh, Nickelodeon did a great job. More entertaining than probably any of these. Tonight, all of this is sports nerds. Sports nerds. And there's nothing wrong with being sports nerd because, after all, you have to be a sports nerd to love this stuff. All these channels are going to be fantastic for whatever reason you decide to watch them. The radio broadcast, for those of you who just like listening to the game and, and hearing it, right here, 7 o'clock on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Green slime aside, when we continue, we'll tell you the players that are no longer with the Marshall football team making the decision to either enter into the draft or just leave. We'll tell you about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. Wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Um, it was um, announced on Twitter that uh, Darius Hodge defensive end for Marshall would be entering into the NFL draft. So, Good luck to him in his uh, attempt to make the NFL. And uh, safety, Derek Pitts, uh, has entered the transfer portal. So uh, he is leaving. And, of course, I expect just an opinion, so take it as it is. I I suspect uh, a few more names will be entering the transfer portal or concluding their career at Marshall University. Again, when you have a coaching change, you have players that are loyal to the coach. You have players that the reason they're there is because of the coach. And you have players who, um, well, maybe they don't feel that they'll get a fair shake under a new coach or it's just time for them to go. Either way, a coaching change is always going to be the catalyst for players either declaring for the draft or players entering the transfer portal. And that's going to be a challenge here. The transfer portal is available. I think the transfer portal, though, is not going to answer all of these players' uh, prayers because there's no guarantee you put your name in that transfer portal, there is no guarantee that you're going to go anywhere else. Complete crapshoot. It really is. Unless you are a superstar, first-round, high-caliber draft pick type player, you're probably going to struggle. Unless you drop down a division, you might go somewhere else. And if you're playing because it's an opportunity for you to get an education and continue to play, you know you might drop down a division. Who knows? Whatever the case may be. Unfortunately, uh, I I hate I don't hate it and I hate it because the fact that you put yourself in the transfer portal that means you are taking a risk and you're taking a risk on yourself. But at the same time, I'm not going to tell a young man that look you have to stick around if you feel like the situation's not best for you and that you, know, you have reasons why you don't want to be here anymore. You know, I I wish you all the luck and I'm not going to hold you back and I'm not going to hold it against you. So I uh, expect a few more changes. That's just opinion feeling of mine. Uh, maybe this will uh, slow down and you won't see uh, too many kids leaving or deciding to enter the transfer portal. You know, maybe a lot of kids are going to be uh, sitting back and waiting like, okay, let's see what the new situation holds. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow, we have coming up tonight the championship game, Alabama-Ohio State. The broadcast begins 7 o'clock. Tune in right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Good night, everyone.
WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.